What is going on? Yerks here. Welcome to Yerks Talks. How are we doing? November 11th, 2020. Happy Veterans Day to everybody out there. I have a brother-in-law who was a former Marine. Sometimes I think we focus on our own situation a lot. We kind of forget about the people overseas that are keeping this country safe or serving, um, you know, locally as well. Uh, keeping the country safe and secure. No other place I'd rather live. Fortunate enough to be born into this country. Not really struggle for anything <laughs> my entire life. You know, very fortunate there. Uh, you know, count your blessings. I just appreciate... I, I, I'm just at a loss for words because I, the, just the amount of bravery... Welcome to the show. Uh, the amount of bravery and uh, just commitment these people have to just serving others and just believing in a I was gonna say higher power but maybe not necessarily higher power but just like a higher belief in like people I think that you really have to love your fellow neighbor and love your brethren to sacrifice yourself um you know not only like your body and like everything else that that goes along with that, but like, you know, your time and your effort, but to spend time away from your own families in order to protect somebody else's. I mean, it just takes a tremendous person to do that. And so, yeah, I just really appreciate that. And I think that veterans day, I feel, I feel like sometimes with holidays, people acknowledge the holiday on the day itself and they don't really spend enough time reflecting on certain days and really understanding like, well, how the, the significance of said holiday or, you know, if you're getting a day off or certain, if certain things aren't happening on that day. And so for me, veterans day, not a lot of military members in my family. Um, now my brother-in-law now, you know, former Marine, and there's been a few guys. I have a cousin who um, was in the military as well, but for me, I've, I've just really, always had affirmation for anybody who chose who chooses to defend this country and um it's just an incredible yeah i just don't have words man it really is and i've i've uh as i've gotten older i've really tried to understand uh partly through curiosity i'm just like man like how because i think you know i think a lot of people are like oh well they're just like i was just a young kid but for a lot of people I feel like they're very driven at a young age. Like, you know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to protect this country and things like that. And so I've really um, listened to a lot of podcasts and stories of, you know, former veterans or, you know, military personnel, uh, whether it be on the Joe Rogan podcast, him having people on, or um, Jocko Wilnick, which is a great guy, former Navy SEAL, listening to him tell stories with former veterans. It's, it's been, it's extremely moving and it just, it's very powerful. I'm kind of rambling on here, but I just wanted to really take the time and uh, show my appreciation to anybody who is currently serving, all military members that are doing that, and then veterans, of course. Um, what they do for this country is – there's there's not enough words to describe the admiration and the um, – yeah, I just the, – the honor that they truly do deserve. Thank you for your service. That that phrase, I feel like it's very overused. And I think that it is 
the intent, I believe, is pure, but I think for I just it doesn't do enough justice. I don't know if there's enough words in the English language or in any and or in any language to really to describe how much uh, they mean for this country and how much admiration that they that I personally have, and I know several others do for um, what they do for this country. So happy Veterans Day to everybody out there. Kind of rambled on a little bit. Got off the track, but uh, let's get into it now. So on today's episode, uh, we got a, we got some news. We got some basket hoop news. I'm going to be going into that. There's also some football stories I wanted to highlight. And then at the end of it, we're going to shift gears a little bit. We're going to talk some golf. Yeah, we got the Masters tomorrow at Augusta. We're going to be getting into some golf. Uh, I'll be, you know, just previewing what that might look like this weekend. You can follow on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. You can just follow Twitter, I guess. But follow me on Twitter, at John Yerkes, if you want. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, at Yerkes Talks. You can also follow on Spotify and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. All right, let's talk some news here. Uh, we'll start with Basket Hoops. We will go there. We'll begin with the NBA. So uh, it looks like we're going to have a 2020-2021 season. The Board of Governors... They unanimously approved on a amended agreement, which is uh, which is great that they approved that, which is phenomenal. A unanimous vote, which cleared the way for a season, which is great. Uh, now there are still financial and rule changes that are going to have to be ironed out. There's some salary cap issues along with the luxury tax, which is something I don't. I mean, I could go more into detail, but we don't have concise information yet so i'm gonna leave it at that uh there's but basically essentially the league and the players association have to iron out some things but it looks like that there's going to be a season that starts on december 22nd which is normally around the time that the nba does start i believe it normally starts on christmas i believe either they have games on Christmas, or it starts on Christmas. I'm not 100% sure. But December 22nd is going to be the season start date, and it's going to be a reduced schedule of 72 games. Normally, for those of you that don't know, I wouldn't blame you if you haven't watched basketball these past few years. Uh, normally, there's 82 games in a season. So my question here is, what? why not take out more games? This is your chance, NBA. To sit, I mean, I'm not going to say that the league is going to completely fall apart but it's it's so bad man the regular season product that the nba puts out is honestly it's garbage it is terrible it's one of the reasons i stopped watching the nba um you know i I could go into a ton of stuff about why the nba has kind of gone downhill leave the take the political stuff out of it the black lives matter and things like that that that's not my point here you you just have too many games all right 82 is just too many back in the day Right, it was it was awesome. Every team played all all you know. Every team played every game hard. It was contest. You know, it was just a different league. Right. Uh, flash forward to today, and you know your athletes are bigger, faster, stronger. Players now they're taking games off. You know, it's a lot of energy they exert every night on the court, and so now you have the all star guys that go down for a couple of days uh, at the beginning of this season. Kawhi Leonard he missed a ton of regular season games. I mean, that's just awful, right, for your fans. You look at a guy like Michael Jordan who never wanted to take a day off, and I'm not saying that he's, like, above it all. Who knows in this current NBA system if he would, you know, have to take days off. 
because like I said, bigger, faster, stronger guys, right? You're going to exert more energy on the court. It's just going to happen. But say you're a fan, right, and you love the Clippers or you're a Laker fan and you want to go and see LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard play. Maybe it's Lakers versus Clippers and you want to see those two guys playing. And then what if one of them's sitting out? I mean, you get hosed as a fan. Uh, it's, it's awful. I just think that this is their chance, right? During the during the corona nonsense, it's really a good time to try things out, man. Maybe go down to 60 games. See what that feels like. See what the intensity of each game is going to be. It just seems like a missed opportunity. Uh, I mean, look at what baseball did. They caught 102 games, and they made changes in the regular season, right? We had the extra inning rule where, the, where a runner starts on second base. You had the DH for both the American League and the National League. Uh, I think it went really well. You have the new playoff system, so maybe there's more changes to come. Maybe I'm uh, getting a little bit ahead of myself. The NBA could still – we don't know what those um, rule competitive rule changes are going to be, but they're going to be financial and competitive rule changes. Uh, we also – also, we don't really know how much of the Players Association influences. What I mean by that is maybe they don't want a, a shorter season. Maybe – the league wanted to cut cut it down to 60 games, but the Players Association was saying, uh, no, no bigs because we want to get paid our money. So that could be part of it too. I just feel like it might as well just play the 82. Cutting out 10 games isn't going to do anything in my opinion. And so I just think that it's a missed opportunity here. I The product is bad, man. It really is. I think it, it, it's just horrendous. You have... I think the Sunday night football game between the Seahawks and the Vikings had more viewers than I want to say it was like game four of the NBA finals. I mean, just put that and people were saying, oh, well, the Heat were in it. And it's like, well, the Lake shows in it with LeBron. You're telling me nobody wants to watch. I mean, it's that's just a different beast altogether. But yeah, it looks like we're going to have the NBA season and uh, some other dates to keep in mind. Next Wednesday, November 18th, that is going to be the NBA draft. And then two days after that, Friday, November 20th, NBA free agency is going to start at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, that really should be interesting. There's already been some rumors coming out. Uh, one, that Chris Paul, CP3, could get traded to the Suns from the Thunder. Uh, there's rumors that uh, on the Rockets, James Harden or Russell Westbrook, one or both of them could get traded away or move to a different team. And then obviously the big one, we got the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, is he going to stay with the Bucks? Is he going to move to a different team? Who knows what's going on there? So it should be an interesting trade window. Like I said, the season was going to start December 22nd, so it's only going to be about a month of free agency. It could get really crazy. I hope that I'm not getting too ahead of myself because, I, again, I, I kind of fell back in love with – and with basketball during this playoffs, watching a lot of these games, I still think that there's things that they need to tweak. For example, the playoffs are just way too long. Uh, half the teams, more than half the teams make the playoffs. That shouldn't happen. The regular season is part of that as well, where you have players taking games off. And so, obviously, I don't, I'm on, you know, I'm on the outside looking in. I don't know all the details of the 72 game agreement. And I don't know the future rule changes to come. Um, but I hope that. They decided to make better changes and improve their product instead of just 
trying to make little tweaks to something that's already like if it's if it's broken then you know you need to scrap it don't just try to keep repairing it it's not going to get fixed that way all right let's shift to football a couple of stories i wanted to highlight here uh so this morning i came out with lamar jackson he was on the rich eisen show reigning mvp quarterback for the ravens he was saying that there's defenses the defenses that they're playing are uh, calling out their plays before they happen and uh, that is uh, not good. That could explain a lot of what's going on. Uh, it's actually shocking. Um, so he was on the show and he was he was saying, quote, they're calling out our plays, stuff like that. They know what we're doing. Some, sometimes stuff won't go our way if they're beating us to the punt. Um, to the punch, excuse me. And there's actually been a couple players that have come out and said that they knew what was coming earlier in the season. Uh, Bengals safety Jesse Bates said that Jackson only wants to throw the ball to wide receiver Marquise Hollywood Brown and uh, Mike Mark Andrews. So they just they just tee on that. Uh, Pittsburgh linebacker Alex Highsmith said he was tipped off before making his third quarter pick of Jackson. He said, "I knew that this play happened." Now that could just be film study as well. Um, but he said, "I knew this play was going to come back because I ran the same play in the first half. I didn't drop deep enough, so I learned from that play and dropped deeper. I mean, that's just a good play with a linebacker. It doesn't necessarily mean that he they know what play is coming. You know, like it, most teams run multiple multiple plays in the same game. The Niners did do this a bunch where Kyle Shanahan will run a running play that will get maybe like two yards, but that same running look, he'll run play action off of it, and that will be like a big play down the field. So a lot of coaches do that. You know, they're not dumb. But this does beg the question for me. Um, have they not opened up the entire playbook for Lamar Jackson? I mean, do they not think that he can handle more stuff? Or is it more of a, if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of thing with him? I'm not really sure. Uh, obviously, they're a great run offense. They uh, run the ball on... 64% of their first downs, which is the second highest rate in the NFL behind the Browns. I mean, they they are run first. They they are they, that's what they do. Okay, they're running option. Um, they're like they're run first with the option quarterback option with Lamar Jackson. That's just what they do. However, it's broken. Okay, you got to fix things. Now, offensive coordinator Greg Roman, uh, he was the coordinator last year with Lamar's MVP season, so. He's back. A lot of their pieces are back, except their center, Yonda, who retired, Marshall Yonda. So he's out of there. And also their left tackle, Ronnie Staley, he tore it. He uh, had season-ending surgery, so he has gone too. Right after signing that huge paycheck, which is great for him, uh, unfortunate for the team. But Lamar Jackson's 27th in pass yards right now. He's completing only 63% of his passes. I mean, he looked good Sunday. 10 for 10 in the second half. I am worried long-term still with the Ravens. They're a good team. This defense is phenomenal. But, yeah, it's it's just strange how you, you're you so – like they, they were just so explosive and blowing people out, and now it just seems like they've kind of regressed a little bit. I think a lot of people are overreacting still, even maybe myself concluded. I mean, they have been great. Um, for several games now where they've scored over 20, 20 plus points, which I mean, God, I, the bears could kill. I mean, the, I would love the bears to be able to do that. <laughs> like they can't. Um, so I am worried. 
And I think I'll always be worried until I've proved differently. But I mean, he's a really good player. I don't think this is the end. I don't think that we've reached that Lamar Jackson has reached his ceiling. I think he's going to keep improving. So, yeah, I think that we need to maybe try to figure some, um, switch some things up. I still think that they need another wide receiver. In a very heavy wide receiver draft, I was very surprised that they didn't go and get one. As much as I love Marquise Brown, uh, you know, I'm not a I'm Willie Sneed. It's whatever. Maybe they want to try with their younger guys with um, Boykin on the outside, along with um, how I'm blanking on his name right now. They have two younger wide receivers. Maybe they wanted to see if they could emerge. Uh, it hasn't really blo- blossomed for them. It's really only been Brown and then Andrews. So can you blame Lamar for all his issues? You can blame him for some. I mean, he they, they lost. The reason they lost that game against Pittsburgh two weeks ago is because of Lamar Jackson. So. I don't know, little column A, little column B, but it looks like they got to mix things up. That that's my solution. If the defense is reading your plays, I'm I'm not an offensive coordinator, but I would suggest calling different plays. I think so. That I think I think that would be what I would do. <laughs> Let's shift to a, a Texans team in Houston, and they have another problem. They, oh man, I just feel so bad for Deshaun Watson and all the good players there. It just seems, I mean, when your organization at the top doesn't know what it's doing, it just trickles down to everybody else and it just makes them look worse than they are. So the Texans, they fired their vice president of communication, Amy Palsik. Now, I don't really know anything about her or what she does, but she's the public relations person for the Texans. They were saying that, quote, she was no longer a cultural fit, whatever that means. A little background on Amy. She is she was the first woman to have full PR responsibilities for an NFL team. And it sounds like she's a damn she she's damn good at her job. Because all I've seen on Twitter and on any post I've read about this is that the Texans are making a huge mistake. Just a ton of admiration for her uh, defensive end J.J. Watt, he tweeted out and um, said, first and only woman to be head of PR for an NFL team and winner of the Roselle Award for the best PR staff in the NFL. Massive help in my hurricane relief efforts. If you don't, uh, J.J. Watt raised more than $41 million to help those affected by Hurricane Harvey. Um, community events and much more. Whoever picks up Amy Palsic will be getting one of the absolute best in the business. So, again, uh, what's going on in Houston, man? I, I, I don't get it. I mean, you know, they fired Bill O'Brien after his complete just destruction of the organization. They finally get him out of there. Uh, you have the interim coach in Romeo Cornell. Um, also, I forgot to shout this out on yesterday's episode. J.J. Watt got his 100th career sack. Good on you, man. I thought he would have a good day after being called out, um, I guess, a potential trade target for a team. And so he did. He had his 100th career sack. So love you, J.J. Watt. One of the best players in the MV, uh, in the NFL um, as far as just like a great guy, he's still really good. He can't be the focal point of your defense anymore, but just a solid role player that could really help a Super Bowl contender. That's why I thought that they might trade him. Just a really solid guy. One of the, one of the best uh, just to ever do it. Long term with the Texans, I, I do not envy the two people who are going to inherit this general manager and head coach position. Uh, this just, oh, man. Like the self imploding that was caused by Bill O'Brien and the owner that just allowed this to happen. It just blows my mind, dude. 
there's there's been several times where now I mean I don't know like where I because I'm just fascinated by this you know I'm a math guy and I, I you know I'm a big fan of the numbers and things like that and I'm just blown away at decisions that that general managers that get paid a ton of money that they make and players that they draft or pick up and I feel like I mean this is this is gonna sound pretty arrogant but it's like man like I feel like I could do a better job than these people like <laughs> that's how I feel because I'm just so invested in the NFL and looking at all the numbers and things like that it's just it's very interesting whereas like t- the Texans a few years ago it looked like they were gonna they were just gonna you know completely dominate this division for several years you know start their own dynasty and for it to just go out the way it is and now they're just getting rid of people that are just outstanding human beings from the looks of it i mean i have not seen a bad word about this amy Palsik at all so whoever lines her apparently is going to be getting one of the best in the business according to jj watt and that's good enough for me um I hope that whoever envies this, or whoever um, whoever envies, whoever gets this GM or head coach position in Houston, um, has a huge ship on their shoulder. Though, like if like if it was me, I would love to come in and do this. Like I would love the challenge of trying to turn around this franchise. It would be awesome. So you need somebody who's hungry and has that drive um, as your next GM and head coach, and they need to be compatible. They have to work together. You're seeing that right now with the Cowboys where it's like um, Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones. I mean, they're not treated as equal. Jerry Jones has power over Mike McCarthy. There's a lot of dynamics like that uh, with the Jets. I like their GM. Their head coach is a bum. So, you know, you need that. You need that simpatico. You need that, that the yang for your yang. You need the relationship. So hopefully the Texans this off season, um, they can figure it out. But, but, but based on moves like this, I don't know if I have confidence in the higher-ups to get it done. And finally, wanted to highlight this feel-good story. So Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, his grandmother passed away Saturday at the age of 80. It was a sudden death. It was a surprise. And so Bill's Mafia, the fans of the Buffalo Bills, nobody circles the wagons quite like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they wanted to show their support, and they did. In honor of his grandmother, they started donating to the O'Shea Children's Hospital, which is an organization that Josh Allen has been very vocal about and supports. People were donating in, in, in increments of $17 at a time, which is Josh Allen's number. And um, as of this morning, they've raised over $300,000. It's just great, man. They do more than just smash tables out there and drink brewskis, all right? This this is just an awesome feel-good story. Uh, it's fantastic. Love me some Josh Allen. I I was a big uh, – I kind of called – I don't know if I – I mean, I not by myself, but I, I, I thought that he would break out in his third year. I thought that they – after they signed Stephon Diggs, I'm like, oh, they're going to have him slant. This is going to be awesome. When asked about um, – you know, the donations and things like that. Alan came out and he said, my family is forever engraved here, myself included. I don't ever want to leave. Alan said, I want to play for as long as I can and give back to this community and Bill's Mafia. I'm a, I hope that they want, they win this division. It looks like they're going to, unless they completely fall apart. They do have a rough schedule the rest of the way, but man, I, I love, I love, I've been very vocal about the GM and head coach, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. I think that they have both done a great job since coming in in 2017. They completely turned this franchise around, and it looks like they're going to win this division for the first time in a long time. Love what they're doing in Buffalo. Keep circling those wagons. I am so 
upset at myself that I did not pick them this weekend at home against Seattle. I wanted to. I got cold feet. I'm sorry, Buffalo. I should have done it. All right, that's going to do it for the NFL news. Let's shift to the Masters at Augusta to close out the show. <laughs> Whenever I think about the Masters, I always think of that Caddyshack scene with Bill Murray and his character, uh, Carl. Uh, like the ad-lib scene that he did. Where he's like, oh, what an incredible story, Cinderella story. At Augusta, he's on the final hole. Uh, <laughs> he's just like, he's, he's got a golf club and he's just like whacking away the flowers as a groundkeeper. He's like, oh, he got all of that. What an incredible story, this young Cinderella. All the fans going wild. And looks like he's going to hit about a five iron. <laughs> it's just... Oh, man, that movie is fantastic. I think it's still on Netflix. If you haven't seen Caddyshack, where have you been? Go watch Caddyshack. If you have seen it, just go watch it again. It's a fantastic movie. Love me some Bill Murray. <laughs> it's hilarious. Disclaimer before we get into talking about the Masters and golf. I know jack shit about the sport. I know nothing about golf at all. But I am a people person. I am a man of the people. And so, to the best of my abilities, I will cover the Masters for you. You are welcome. So, Bryson DeChambeau, he opens as a favorite to win this weekend. Uh, behind him are Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, who had a sick trick shot the other day. That's circling the internet. I don't know if I tagged it on Instagram or on Twitter, excuse me. Uh, but you, I guess you have to go to my Twitter, at John Yorks, to find out. So to plug there. Uh, John, He had a sick shot where he uh, hit, hit a ball, like bounced over the water, and then it cur curved around and uh, went into the hole. It was great. Um, he's third favorite to win this one um, behind him. Uh, Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy, they both have the same eyes. That's your top five this weekend. There's some others, obviously, some big-name guys. Brooks Kepka. We got Hideki Matsuyama, Tony Finau, Bubba Watson, and then, of course, all-reliable Phil Mickelson. He's going to be there as well. So the two lefties, Watson and Mickelson, um, should be a great – it just should be a great tournament. Like I said, not a huge golf – I don't watch a lot of golf tournaments. This is the one I, I do. You know, it has just the pristine – it's Augusta, um, you know. It's the, it's it's just it's it's the Masters. Everybody roots for the Masters, man. And then last but certainly not least, the man, the myth, the legend, defending champ Tiger Woods. Uh, what an incredible scene that was last year. Him coming back from you know you had the the uh, sleeping with the woman. I, I was trying to think of. I didn't want to call. I didn't want to call Tiger Woods a, a a man whore, but I guess that's what we're doing. So he was sleeping around with a ton of women. Um, we had we had to get through that, and then obviously dealing with all the back issues that he's had, and then to come back from all that adversity and all you know his bad behavior, whatever you want to call it. Okay, I'm not champ. I'm not. I'm not trying to downplay what he did. I'm just saying you know went through a lot, and you know his constant back issues. You could just tell he was in pain and a bunch of stuff. And he goes out there and gets his fifth jacket. He'll be trying to defend his title starting tomorrow. And he's going to go for his sixth jacket. This is a crazy stat I found before uh, this episode. So Jack Nicklaus, one of the best of all time to play golf. He won his sixth master jacket in 1986, which was 23 years after winning his first 
Masters, and he was ranked 33rd in the world going into that week. If Tiger wins this weekend, it's going to be his sixth Masters victory, and it'll also be 23, 23 years after his first green jacket, and right now he's currently ranked 33rd in the world as well. Coincidence? I I mean, it could be, but I like I think not. I mean, put all your money on Tiger this weekend if you're going to bet. Bet Tiger by a billion strokes. Put the house up. Do what you got to do. Get a loan from your banker. Do it. You got to bet Tiger this weekend. It should be phenomenal. Go, Tiger, go. I, for one, I'm hoping to see him on Sunday. We get to see that iconic red shirt and black pants. Ooh. Tiger Woods. Uh, he tees off tomorrow morning at 7.55 a.m. If you want to see that first-round action, I will cover the Masters uh, for these next couple of days, and then next Monday I'll obviously say who won the Masters. Hopefully it's Tiger. Uh, he gets that sixth-green jacket. Uh, who do I think is going to win? I have no idea. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll just say Dustin Johnson because he hits the hell out of the ball, and uh, normally the uh, – the fairways are pretty long at Augusta. There's a couple of par fives, things like that, that are pretty tricky. And uh, he just smacks the absolute shit out of the ball. So I'll go with Dustin Johnson, but I would love me to, I would love to see some Tiger on Sunday. That would make my weekend for sure. All right, we covered golf. I didn't think we'd go there, but we did cover golf. I missed the Masters at Augusta. Here we go. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode, folks. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all the support. Hey, tomorrow, top 10 NFL teams are also going to preview the Thursday night football game. Should be a good one. Inner division battle between the Colts and the Titans. You don't want to miss out. With all that being said, thank you so much for listening. Have a good rest of your day. Go watch some sports. Happy Veterans Day. Shout out to all the currently serving and veterans that provided for this country and I will see you in the next one.